I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Malbro. As always, we are brought to you by the Pelican House in Baton Rouge, 2572 City Place Court. You can go there. You can watch LSU and the regionals this week against LSU. Yeah, against Southeast Louisiana. Some team named Bryant, Houston. Uh, when Tulane hires a coach, Dave, and gets good in baseball again, maybe they'll be able to go. Uh, watch. They have 136 draft beers. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us, so you should support them. All right. I'm pretty. Com- I'm pretty confident no one is going to the Pelican House to watch Tulane be- baseball ever. I don't know if it's LSU <laughs> Tulane. They might. Yeah, that's the only that's way. True. Well, uh, yeah, but then they're going to watch LSU. <laughs> well, you know, you take what you get. All right. There's no draft. There's no free agency. Uh, there's no mini camp, so it is officially the dead summer months where you don't want any Saints news because it's only bad news of players getting arrested or players getting injured at mini players camp or sleeping in their car on Earhart. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, didn't didn't OTA start today? Yeah, they did. Are, are yeah, you guys surprised we got like no news or information on the how media? That went? The media isn't allowed this week. They're allowed. Thursday, they're allowed next Thursday, and they're allowed the Thursday after that, and they're allowed to the veteran mini camp, but that's all they're allowed to. God, you know that's got to piss them off. So I'm sure they're used to it by now. Literally, the <laughs> biggest Saint story of the week was Rob Ryan being awesome at Greek <laughs> Fest. Kevin, have we reached the point with Rob Ryan where – you could say any ridiculous story on Twitter, and people would be like, "That's plausible." Oh yeah, no, it's great. Uh, it's I I love the fact that not only does he get coverage. I mean, he's getting coverage on Deadspin. He gets coverage on the big lead, and and it's great. Like nobody, like 
that's one of the great things here. Nobody says shit about Rob Ryan. They all just have nice, positive things to say about him. And it's great. Like, if it was Sean Payton, you know, people would be finding something to complain about or bitch about or make fun of. But because it's old Rob, nope. You know why? Because everybody would love to have a coach or somebody on the in the personnel side that's just uh, a fun-loving cat. And that's what Rob Ryan is. But Andrew, shouldn't he shouldn't he be breaking down tape or, or helping the pirate uh, Stanley Jean Baptiste get better instead of like killing six pounds of baklava? I mean, <laughs> well, he is. That's the point. Is he's the ultimate work hard, play hard guy, and he gets to do all of his shenanigans like. Uh, strut his stuff at the Greek festival and dance around with a beer in his hand An or, dance. or, you know, eat, eat some souvlaki um, or, you know, march in a parade on St. Patty's Day and drink green beer and then turn around and turn the worst defense in NFL history into the fourth best defense in the NFL. So that's what Rob Ryan does. But yeah, it, it, se- it seems like the, the rules of ethics and the, the, the media that holds coaches to an accountability in terms of behavior kind of cease to exist with Rob Ryan. It's awesome. Like he, he gets this pass, like he gets to be this drunk, overweight, hobo looking guy and everyone loves him for it. And it's cool. Dave. Um, so that's awesome. Dave, what, um, what would be your ultimate story about Rob Ryan that could crash Canal Street Chronicles in a good way? Not like he obviously he can't he murders someone or something bad happens. But what could be the the funnest Jesus. Rob Ryan story that you could conceive that could possibly crash the chronic? He like saves a drowning baby because that would be like so unlike Rob Ryan. Uh, if he did something really cool like that. You know, not, not so much on the side of partying and drinking and, and gambling or doing whatever, but if it was like a, a real humanitarian story, uh, that would go. That, I think that would uh, that would play real well. Like if he if he if he if he was at like the blackjack table at Harris and saved someone choking on a chicken wing or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that would be great. That's I, that's totally plausible. And then like. The thing that would crash the site, I think, is if somebody had a vine of the of Rob Ryan, Rob Ryan doing the Heimlich to somebody, like, and you had the six second vine of the chicken wing coming out of the person's mouth. I think that could crash the chronic if you had it first. Yeah. You'd have to have it first, I think. Yeah, I gotta beat him to the punch. Yeah. What's with all this feedback that I'm getting here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting it. I'm getting it as well. Yeah, me too. What now? It's gotta be. Must must be Kevin. Must, must be, be Kevin you held. Wait, wait. Let me ask you. Was it this? No. No. Okay. All right. It's gone now. I think. Yeah, it no, seems to be sounding a little better. Yeah. Um. In other football news, the, the Pro Football Focus had their top hundred, and the top saint was Jimmy Graham. He was uh. He was thirteen. Uh. And then the next rated saint was Cam Jordan at 40. And then Keenan Lewis was 49. And Drew Brees is 60. And um, Marcus Colson was 101. Uh, you can argue Drew Brees should be higher. Against this, but, but, I mean, they rate the players. They don't 
they don't, they, they don't, they try to make them eek. So a quarter, a great quarterback is no more valuable than a great center. They try to rank them all evenly because if you, they, their theory is if you, if you just go on value and players that you would want or whatever, quarterbacks would always be the top guys. Um, but uh, Andrew, I'll start with you because you're a big pro football focus guy. I went up and down this list twice. I don't see Jarris Bird, and that surprised me that he didn't make the top hundred. Yeah, I mean, I, I as much as I love Keenan Lewis, and it's great to see him get some recognition and be on this list because I feel like he's a little bit of a under the radar guy that maybe gets a little bit less credit than some of the bigger names on the team. Um, but yeah, Jarris Bird is is a glaring omission. I think. I mean, he, I, obviously he was the top free agency pickup in the NFL this year and the most sought after free agent. So um, you would think that that alone would get him out there. But I'm again, these lists are we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And I get the point of you don't want the elite quarterbacks to be one through eight on, on this list. I mean, I get that. Um, but Breeze is clearly the best player on the Saints. And to, I mean, he, he basically made Jimmy Graham who he is. And um, yep. to, ha- to have him below Jimmy Graham, to have him below any other player on that on that team just uh, to me nullifies the the value the you know the overall credibility of that whole list to begin with i i just i can't take it seriously when someone tells me drew Brees is the 60th best player in the nfl i'm sorry the the what the quarterbacks qu- were ahead of him on that list I, I'm, I'm besides peyton manning what other quarterbacks um the only quarterback that is ahead of him is I don't see any yet. Philip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson. Those are the two quarterbacks ahead of him. All right, I'm looking at the numbers and uh, okay, you can make the case for Philip Rivers. You can. Yeah. He pr- he probably had the best season of his career last year. Yeah. So And it still sucked. Well, now actually, he threw for 4,478 yards, which was obviously behind Drew Brees. Drew Brees had the second most. But Brees had completed 68.6% of his passes. Phillip Rivers completed 695 which I believe was the league, the highest in the yeah. league. 
Yeah, I think he was in play with a couple weeks left to beat Breeze's record. Yeah, for he, completion percentage. He completed 8.23 yards per attempt, which I th- is is up there. Breeze completed 7.94, and I think Peyton Manning. Well, no, Aaron Rodgers had 8.75. Huh. But uh, so he was up there on that. He had 32 touchdowns and 11. 11 picks, uh, 105.5 quarterback rating. That was slightly higher than Drew Brees's. I mean, that's uh, how, how much higher was Phillip Rivers over Drew Brees? He's pretty high. I mean, he was uh, 43, so he's 17 spots ahead of him. Uh, yeah, yeah, th- th- there's definitely a problem. There's definitely a problem with that. So really what this list is, is, is the 100 best years for, for 2013. Like basically the, the yeah. hundred people that had the best seasons in 2013. Yeah. That's basically yeah. it. And yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm okay with Philip Rivers being listed for one season. I mean, you know, part of what makes Brees so amazing is that he's consistently in the top 100 every single year he's been with the Saints. Um, you know, or the top 50 or whatever you want to say, um, you know, he, he's constantly every single year been an elite quarterback. That's to me what makes him more special than a guy like Roethlisberger or Eli Manning or Matt Schaub or Carson Palmer. A lot of those guys that I just named have had amazing seasons, argue some seasons, arguably better than Breeze. Um, and then they've had dumpster fire seasons. Um, and I, I don't know that Philip Rivers has ever had a dumpster fire season, um, but he's had some very, very poor ones. He's and had in fact, some, la- he's had yeah, some poor year, years the last couple Two years. years ago, I think he had a very high interception. So, you know, I, I, I'm fine. I, I could care less. I mean, if you want to say that this one quarterback, I mean, you could argue that Josh McCown had a better season than Breeze last year. Does that make him a better quarterback? No. But anyone can get hot in a small amount of time in a small window and and that's fine. And if you want to put him ahead of Breeze on, on that list because he, you know, had, had a better nine-game stretch, I mean, any quarterback could do that. Romo has done that. Um, so um, I'm fine. Joe Flacco, you know, in the Super Bowl run. So I, I'm fine with that. But at the end of the day, I think we all know who any team in the NFL would prefer as their starting quarterback if they had to pick between Rivers and Breeze, and it's not Rivers. Well. So. I thought of an interesting question, so Dave, I'm going to ask you this question. And let's assume, let you know, they they don't have Jarvis Bird on this list, but you can't pick him. But I want you to pick a Saints player that you want on this list when they do it next year. That's not on this list this year for the Saints. You can pick one guy, and he's going to be good enough to be on this list. Who is that Saints player that you want on that list? Brandon Cooks. That's who I would take. That would mean Brandon Cooks had one hell of a rookie season. Uh, that would mean uh, that uh, the, the the Saints offense probably uh, did pretty well, especially if we're going to put Jimmy Graham back on the list and Drew Brees back on the list next year too. Uh, so I, my pick would be Brandon Cooks. Andrew? Uh, I would pick – one, I would, I'd be between Akeem Hicks and John Jenkins. I think I would pick Akeem Hicks just because I love that guy. And <laughs> if he was on the list, if he was on the list, that to me would signify that 
not only is he starting to get sacks, but um, he, he's just gotten to a level of domination that is in the J.J. Watt territory because that's the kind of player he is. I mean, he's a physical run stopper. I mean, he can pass rush a little bit, but he's more of just like an all-around defensive end. And if he's on that list, that means he really just, in all phases, just ate people alive. And um, I mean, I, I just go back to that sack he had against Matt Ryan where he literally mauled and bulldozed over a Falcons lineman into Matt Ryan for the sack basically tackled two players at once for the sack, including an offensive lineman. So um, anyway, I, if, if we could get more of that in a season, um, I'm all for it. Because your Hicks, your Hicks is on my list. Hakeem Hicks is on my list. We're the best things in life. <laughs> Kevin, who would be your little, by the way, who would be your choice? All right. Because your Hicks. That's great. Hey Ralph, hey Ralph, say Akeem Hicks ten times fast. I can't. I can't even say it once correctly. You know that. Top that. Um, Top that. Top that. (laughs) If you get that reference, you're awesome. (laughs) So, Kevin, who who is your player? I'm gonna say Mark Ingram. Ooh! Wow. See, I like. because that's why I want him to stay on the offensive side of the ball. If a running back, I mean, Pierre. Wouldn't 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 you rather just pick Kyrie Robinson though at this point? No. Like, wouldn't you rather just some other dude in the backfield be awesome? No. Well, no. If Mark Ingram. The go go ahead, Kevin. Because my thought on this is, Mark Ingram apparently is probably is going to be the guy that they're going to just going to want to run the ball with. Uh. Not and Pierre, he'll be splitting touches and probably fewer and fewer touches. Mark uh, Ingram's probably just their workhorse back. And if Mark Ingram is good enough to get on the top 100 list, that means that the offense is absolutely dominating. Yeah, absolutely dominating. I mean, I tell you that that would be a tough, uh, that would be a very weird situation because they just told him basically that he's not worth five million dollars so he can be a free agent next but he's year. not i mean what and, back gets well he, no million. you're right he's not but i'm just saying if he ends up on that top 100 list then he's going to command more than five i mean he could command money in that range or well, more in free agency for us because then andrew starting in like mid november when it when everybody realizes probably that markingham's having a great year and it's not just a three or four week fluke we get to discuss it all off season should the saints re-sign him yeah. It's a built-in topic for us, which is good. Yeah. Um, I really like the marketing choice, and, and uh, I'm going to go a guy, just for sheer fun of it, if Junior Gallette could get himself on this list, and get, it would mean the Saints' defense is the, – the pass rush would be like Dome Patrol 2000 or Leroy Glover, Joe Johnson-type level pass rush and junior Gallette's a crazy person so if he gets to like 17 18 sacks the fun that we would have with that would just be fantastic so i would vote junior Gallette as my guy that i would want on this list for next year um, there's really no other <laughs> saints news to speak of because jonathan goodwin hadn't signed yet um, 
Seriously, and the legislature pulled the workman's comp bill. Um, so I'm just going to dive right into Twitter questions unless any of you gentlemen have an objection. Go ahead. No objection. All right. I like this one. This is from Adam Foshe, and I'll start with you, Dave. Saints, better Saints mascot, Gumbo or Sir Saint? Hmm. You can go Gumbo now, the guy in the costume, or you can go original Gumbo, the live St. Bernard back in the day. If you Well, I mean, I think I think because Gumbo, the real live St. Bernard, because that was the original mascot, I think that... Uh, I think I think that makes even today's gumbo better than Sir Saint. Um, I don't know what year what, Sir Saint wasn't always around from the beginning, right? He wasn't on their on on their logo from from the get go, yeah, was. was he? He, he was. was. Okay. They they had him, and then he was gone because I have the letter of when my when my dad and his and my grandfather had season tickets. I have the original letter. Uh, that they got in 67 because they had season tickets the first three years of the Saints. And Sir Saint is on the letter. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Sir Saint as 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 a logo and on the logo and as the old logo. That's probably probably my favorite Saints logo, to be honest but with But he's you. not a – I can see what you're saying, but he's not a – ma- he wasn't he, a ma- yeah, yeah, it just doesn't really play – I mean, it's cool that they went and got that that suit made with the big chin and everything like that. I mean, I, I'm curious to know how much it costs to have a custom <laughs> mascot suit made. Bob's mascot uh, emporium. But, uh, but no, I mean, I think just because Gumbo was a dog originally and just, I, I know what Kevin, how, how Kevin would answer this question. Cause, uh, Kevin, you think you, big, you think, you know, because <laughs> Kevin's a dog lover. And if he says they're saint, then, then maybe he doesn't love dogs as much as we all, he pretends to, uh, he but, <laughs> but uh, so my answer, I, I would go with uh, Gumbo. I mean, none of them really are. Uh, none of them really blow me away. When my kid gets older, you know who we should ask? Let's ask Andrew. Do, does your son have a have a favorite of the two mascots? Uh, yeah, I, I think he, he likes Gumbo better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the mascots are there for the. Kids. I think he's a little scared of of, of uh, Sir, Sir Saint. Yeah, I, I think he. He, I think in general, like the the mascot, you know, we're in Charlottesville, Virginia, so UVA has like a the the fighting cavalier, and any oversized human kind of <laughs> kind of freaks the shit out of them. Um, so you know, where where it's like where if it's like an oversized dog, you know, that's more of like hey, a cute little fun you know stuffed animal, but you know, an oversized human, I think that it just it freaks him out. He's 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 legitimately afraid. How quickly would your son shit his pants if he saw an oversized Kevin Held? <laughs> How quickly? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it, it would be, like be it would be instantaneous. It would be on on <laughs> on site. Like his, his shit would be running down his leg immediately. <laughs> Put that in the new intro. <laughs> what are you eating, Kevin? <laughs> uh, pork steak. What? So so Kevin, who would be your choice? For better mascot, I'm gonna say the. Uh, uh, you see, like getting the animal, getting the animal just seems like too too collegiate. Um, so I'm gonna say the 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 gumbo uh, mascot, uh, the the human in the dog costume, because. You know, I mean, we don't really know if there's a human in there. 
Okay, it, whatever. It could the be a dog operating a dog costume. Okay, whatever's wearing the dog, <laughs> like the dog costume, that. because the dog costume is going to be walking around, posing for pictures with people. They're not going to take the live dog out and about and let random drunk assholes take photos in the stadium. That's not going to happen. So you're not going to get that fan interaction that you need. Uh, let's see. I'm going to throw out real quick that uh, Kevin had a uh, very sentimental tweet. I think it was this week um, about how he's never met me. He's never met Dave or maybe met Dave once. I've met Dave one time. Ralph, I've met you maybe five, six enough, times. Yeah, and that was enough. But um, but he said something like, but I still consider those guys my friends. And I just want to say here, here. Uh, and we all agree, and we love you, Kevin. So thank, yeah. thanks for oh. the uh, the touching and sweet tweet this yeah, week. Yeah, I haven't seen Kevin face-to-face since, like, we did stand-up comedy. It was like, what, like, Kevin, like, 2003? Oh, no, 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 It was after – I thought it was right after Hurricane Katrina. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, may, no? Maybe. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I did – I don't think I did comedy in Louisiana post-Katrina. Uh, were you there for Lu- well, the, the entire state the Lucy surf bar? Were you there in the surf bar or just the coffee place? I was both. I bombed <laughs> both places. <laughs> <laughs> my well, that's favorite, probably the last time Kevin was in New Orleans, right? It might have been. M- might have been. My favorite stand-up comedy story is I, I might have told this on the podcast, but I I had I I worked at WWL and I did side for extra money at WSMB 1350. And they had a guy, he was an Elvis impersonator and he did a home improvement show. Oh God. And his son was like, Hey, my dad, he does gigs and I've seen you do comedy. Why don't you come to the North shore and do a gig for us? And I was like, he's like, we'll pay you a hundred bucks. I'm like, that's awesome. Of course. So I do. And Kevin, if Kevin will tell you, my stand-up comedy was like 70% for me and like 30% for the audience. Like I did really, really weird stuff. But the gig was at a retirement home. <laughs> and and I, I, did, I, had, I used to do a stand-up routine where I had a cutout of Britney Spears and I tried to make the cutout of Britney Spears turn into a real girl and love me. And that's what I planned to do. So I was like, I'm doing it. And I did it in front of people that the, the, the youngest person in the audience was probably like 70. <laughs> it was it was so it, was so it didn't go over well. They it was they didn't they didn't have that many bombs in Germany in the 40s. I'm telling you. <laughs> but that's that's my stand up that's my stand up comedy career. That right, might this have been one, your best this, joke right there. Yeah. Andrew, this question is from Super Saiyan Saint. It's for you. If the Saints beat Dallas, and I don't know what who this is, should RR pull a TO on the Dallas Star? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he should get completely naked and <laughs> um, just do cartwheels uh, on the Dallas Star at midfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this kind of unrelated, separate but related. Um, Jonathan Vilma, there's a rumor that I'm, I'm guessing Sean Lee is most likely out for the year. It sounds like he just had an ACL tear, and they're looking at Jonathan Vilma, who is quote-unquote healthy. 
um, to potentially sign him with the Cowboys. If if that were to happen, uh, playing him in that game would would definitely be a little weird and awkward. But because uh, um, I, you know, Sean Payton's going to have to pick on him because you know he's going to be awful. Yes, the Dow- the yeah. Dallas Cowboys, great move. Let's give sixty million dollars to a linebacker that's never played sixteen games in a year. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, this one is for me by Super Saiyan. How will your uh, Twitter updates fare when your wife passes you and followers over, under, in tears? As people know, my wife joined Twitter this week. She has four tweets, but she's up to like 25 followers. Um, I think what's she's probably going to pass me. And one of these times when she tweets out these horrendous wedding dress photos of like last night she tweeted out, a wedding dress photo where is a woman with like huge tits and they were barely covered. Huge, huge. She's going to tweet out one of those and get to like 5,000 followers and like a snap of a finger. And then I will cry because she'll have like 5,000 followers and like 20 tweets, 20 tweets. What what is her name on Twitter? We need to get her some more followers. We her her name is, um, Mon Mal. Let me see. I, I, you can oh, type in. Good. Well, that's the first mistake. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know your wife's Twitter. Sorry. Name. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a terrible husband. Um. I, I know you. She just said I. You don't even know my birthday. I know your birthday. It's uh September, twenty twenty third. Wait, don't say it on the podcast. Mon at Monmau is her uh is her. Uh, uh, I think you're gonna have to tell us how to spell that because M O N M A L. Alright, that's it. Yeah. She should, I told her she she needed to like mix in wedding and Hispanic and combo it up. But. I'm surprised at Monmau was available. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh. I don't even see anybody by that name. All right. Oh, <laughs> yes, I do. M O N M A L. Kevin, I like this question for I like no, this question for you. What percentage of the vote would a Loomis Edwin Edwards gubernatorial ticket get? Uh, I don't think it would win. I think too many people would be afraid that uh, that Edwards would somehow conspire to have Loomis killed so he could assume, <laughs> so he could assume the the uh, governorship. So that's what that, that's that's my thought. Loomis math could be fun, but very destructive in like five years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, so for, for some like we'll start building all new bridges, <laughs> all new schools, the whole deal. And for like five or six years, it'll be great. But then the second he leaves office after his second term, it'll crumble. Yeah. Awful. Andrew, would you vote for Loomis Edwards? No, I would not. <laughs> he would not. No, I I love Mickey Loomis. He's awesome, but uh, I just I can't have Edwin Edwards anywhere near. Well, I mean, whatever. I, the The alternatives I'm sure will be horrific. So uh, <laughs> ne- never say never. I mean, I, you know, at one point the options were Edwards or Duke, David Duke. So there you go, Dave. This is from Super Saiyan Saint. Does it make Juge mad that tennis? Dance off gets more coverage than the French Open tournament itself. What was the tennis what, dance? What's off? tennis dance off? You didn't oh, see the tennis. They had uh, the French Open 
they had like a, a rain delay or something on the first day. Oh, and, they, right. and they had two guys instead of playing, they did a dance off. I did see that. And it got more coverage than the actual French Open. And how mad? I was asking Dave, how mad do you think Andrew is? I would. Uh, I mean, if that's true, I would assume he's been he'd be pretty PO'd. When when is the French Open on? Is it on right now? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's I don't on right about now. It. Yeah, it just started. I turn it there on. It's go. on every morning because I click on and I want to watch Mike and Mike, and then I realize that the French Open's on. I have to change the channel. Oh, you mean Mike Golick Jr.'s dad? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, here's a good question for you, Kevin. And we'll go we'll go around the horn on this one, but Kevin, I got a few questions too on our official Ooh. at Podcast Saints official. Twitter website, which all you right. should all be following. If you're listening to this right now, stop what you're doing, pause, <laughs> go to your smartphone or your desktop or laptop computer, sign into Twitter, type in in the search thing at Podcast Saints, and then follow us. That's right. Uh, and after you do that, donate a dollar and uh. I would like to. Oh God, I can't. I can't find his tweet. I can't find his Twitter email. But it was a World War II veteran. He donated oh. twenty bucks. No way. What? Yeah. I can't remember his name. So your money and your service. And we, we, aren't we supposed? Aren't we? Wait, there's a world. There's a World War II veteran that enjoys listening to us talk about yes. the Saints. He said he really likes us and he really likes the internet. And I tweeted it out. I can't remember his name, and I don't have the I don't have. All right. Well, account. number one, that just blew my mind. Number two, that just made my night. Yeah. So whoever that guy is, thank you. Yeah, I'm with Andrew. I think we yeah. should. I think we should watch our language now, though. We We're know. Probably uh, yeah, maybe no, so. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, listen. Here's what I'm gonna say. Thanks for sticking Fuck it to Krauts. <laughs> <laughs> you really showed them Krauts what for, sir, and we we salute you for that. Das ist gut, ja. Yeah. Kevin, this is from Alfredo. I really like this question. What piece of Saints memorabilia do you wish you had? Uh, uh, we're not talking like we're talking like inanimate objects. We're not talking about uh, we're not talking anything that once belonged to something living. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I can't believe you haven't said Jeremy Shockey's underwear yet. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I. I can't believe you haven't said Jeremy Shockey's used jock strap. No. Rob Bryant's oh, hair. <laughs> oh, that would be great. But 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 again, it's an inanimate object. So I would say I would probably say either the ball that Tracy Porter uh, brought into the end zone in uh Miami. One ball, not two. <laughs> Or, or, uh, or just a piece of the field. Andrew, what would you want? Uh, I actually have a piece of the field, not not of uh, Miami, but of the Superdome. Yeah, um, that's kind of cool. But um, oh, if I could have anything, I'm not I'm not a big collector of just accumulating shit um, that doesn't really do anything, but. Uh, I guess if I could have anything, it'd be kind of cool to have the, the ticket stub. And I'm assuming Dave has this since he went to the Super Bowl. Um, but it'd be pretty cool to have the ticket stub of um, the, the Super Bowl game itself in Miami. That'd be kind of cool. Dave? Dave, you did hold on to that, right? Unless he's 
Dave, Dave, Dave disappeared on us. Um, uh, well, I'm guessing he would not say that since he already has that. So, Dave, did you hear the last question or no? About are we still talking about the uh, the souvenir? Yes. What would yeah, memorabilia? Yeah, our memorabilia. Well, for, uh, first of all, did you did you hang on to your Super Bowl ticket stub? No, oh, I have. Um, I th- I've probably said this before, but I have every. I have one ticket stub from every game of that season, plus the Super Bowl, plus my media credential. Which well, that actually was my ticket, and then also some. Uh, confetti from the field. I have all of that matted and framed and hung up. That's awesome. In well, my I... son's room. Is it still hung up in my son's room? Yeah, it's somewhere. <laughs> and then, of course, I also have... I don't know if you remember this. Remember my, my in-laws for my birthday bought me... Remember when they were selling the seats in oh, the Superdome? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my in-laws bought me my seat. So I have my seat... Um, from the Superdome that I was sitting in when they won like the NFC Championship and that whole, the whole season, um, but one that I don't have that I would want the juicy fruit gum that Peyton was spitting when he called ambush in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll take that. I'll tell you what I would want. In would would you give it a little taste, Dave, or oh, just my it? mouth would be all over that, trying to absorb whatever <laughs> Sean Peyton you knowledge. Put, Ralph, I could that's going in it. the intro. Yeah, <laughs> I would put my mouth all over that. Oh, Dave, um, you sir are a filthy beast. <laughs> yes, we have another. We have many intros for the for the regular season. My memorabilia that i would want and i'm gonna cheat a little bit because it, it hasn't happened yet but once it does i'm sure it'll be an awesome item to have i want rob ryan's defensive play call sheet for the super bowl because it'll probably have some sort of naked woman on it or whatever <laughs> um, and that could be something you could frame in your house and people would be like what is that and you'd be like that's the play call sheet that Rob Ryan used in the Super Bowl when he was defensive coordinator for the Saints. Wouldn't it be great, like, if one side... Of course he drops out. <laughs> of course. Yeah, what was that? that? Kevin dropped out. That was Kevin... Uh, that was Kevin. Wouldn't it be great if... <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if... Let's come up with our own... Types. Yeah, let's come up with our own answers. What do we think Kevin was going to say there? <laughs> Hello. Hello. There he is. <laughs> so, wait, so what, wait what happened? What happened? Did you guys hear me? No. Yeah, basically we heard, wouldn't it be great if... And we were about to come up with our own answers to finish your oh, sentence. God damn it. So hang uh, up and then call back in like five yes. minutes. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if one half was just the play call sheet, but then the back half that you said everybody saw on camera was just a like a mud flap from an 18 wheeler or a Waffle House menu? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be, that I, I would pay like a month's salary to have that. Um, Dave, do you what questions do you have? Uh, let's see. I only have a couple because we only have 113 followers. Um, Matthew Hedge at Hedgery. Uh, he says, it's a bit early, I guess, but why not? What do you think will be the Saints' biggest need 
or needs, plural, going into next off-season. So he's already skipped 2014. <laughs> I guess he probably assumes the Saints won the Super Bowl. Uh, and now he wants to know what our biggest need going into the next off-season. Holy fuck. Holy, f- <laughs> holy crap. <I> e- <laughs> Andrew, you want to take that one, Mr. You-know-the-roster, all 85 spots? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll take a stab at it, I guess. Um Shit. Uh, well, most of the receivers are under contract, um, at least the ones we care about. So I think that feels pretty good. Hopefully Jimmy Graham will have his long-term deal. Uh, offensive line is pretty set. Um, so I, I would think um, the biggest need position, I'm going to say linebacker, just because who knows what what, what position Hawthorne and Lofton are going to be in next offseason. And those guys make a lot of money, so um, I think even if they both have good seasons, um, they're still going to have to redo their contracts because they make way too much money. So um, they'll have to take pay cuts to stay with the team is what I assume. And if, if either of them have a great season, it's entirely plausible that they would say no and get cut. So um, I could see the Saints needing to either – draft or sign a guy that can come in and kind of be a a tackler for them so uh, that's kind of the one position I mean I know they drafted a couple guys but I'm not convinced Kyrie Ford and uh, Powell have what it takes to uh, to become starters so um, I'm gonna say linebacker I'm going to go ahead and disagree with Andrew, and I'm going to say offensive line. I think it's their biggest need now, right now, as we stand. And I don't really – they haven't really done a good job of addressing that at all this offseason, really. The only change is they lost their center. Yeah, so I mean, even if they sign Jonathan Goodwin, there's, you know, he's an aging, aging, aging veteran. uh, So that would still be a need. So I I mean, I got to go with offensive line on this bad boy. Dave, how little faith you put in Tavon Rooks. Yeah, I do. I have very little faith. I'm going to go linebacker. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick's son. I'm going to go. He should just go to radio now. I'm going to go linebacker, too, because if, if, if Junior Gallette has a really great year, he can void that contract. And what if what if Victor Butler can't come back from the Achilles and Junior Gallette has 16 sacks, voids the contract, goes somewhere for $10 million a year? Then suddenly the Saints have like a glaring need for at linebacker. They could. Um, this is a guy victorious one. He asked this question. He said we didn't answer it, so I'm gonna retry. It, but I think we've answered it on other podcasts. Do any of you have guys have tattoos? If so, what and where? Kevin, I'll lead you off because I know you have one. Yeah, I have two, and I'm pretty sure I've answered this before yeah. in some capacity. But it, this this sounds like it was asked years. Well, this was years and years ago that uh, that happened. Um, yeah, so I've got the Saints Fleur de Lee on the uh, on my chest. It's the Saints one, the official Saints Fleur de Lee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Because I remember we I remember we discussed that because I said yeah. that, and you and you fucking made fun of me because you were like, <laughs> oh my god, you you got a logo tattooed on you. Oh my god, you couldn't get like a, just a regular Fleur de Lee. You had to get the Saints Fleur de Lee. And you just went off on me, and I'm like, dude, it's the fucking football team, man. What do you want? Uh, and then I've got. Uh, I said that, my... doesn't sound like it. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Anybody that's been listening to this show the last three weeks and Dave's sudden, uh, sudden attitude change, 
I assure you, that is Dave. Um, Smells like nougat. Right. <laughs> and um, and then I've got one on my back. It's the uh, Gaelic word for soul. So that's on my back. As far as you know, that's what it says. When you say soul, you mean the Mexican beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. You mean like the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean the metaphysical representation of uh, of a person being an essence. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Oh, well, that was a damn good answer. Uh, and oh, and believe me, I quadruple checked that that word uh, repeatedly and made absolutely sure that is in fact the the word and that is how it's spelled. So that's good. I'm glad you did yeah. your due diligence. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah not- I, I have no tattoos. I am a beacon of purity and. Uh, <laughs> My body is my sanctuary. <laughs> I have no tattoos because I'm deathly afraid of needles. Uh, the last three times I've had to give blood at the doctor, I have passed out. <laughs> and I mean like – I mean like not like lightheaded. I mean like pass the fuck out, smelling salts the whole nine yards. So um, – I have no tattoos. I have no tattoos. I would get one. I'm not afraid of needles. If I got one, I think it would have something to do with my son or any other future child. I did like, uh, did you see the guy who got his, who got Drew Brees and I think maybe Vilma to sign his arm and then he, uh, and then he got them tattooed over on top of that. So he has their autographs permanently on his arm. Yeah, do you think that that's awesome or kind of a little nutty? I don't know. I mean, I feel like as far as tattoos go, that's a pretty cool tattoo to have Drew Brees' autograph on you. I mean, if you ever ran into him in public, you could be like, dude, remember me? Yeah. No, you don't have to ask him for an autograph. You just remember have to ask him for a picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I, I mean, I, I don't think that I, that's what I would get on my body. I don't know what I would get. I don't know. Okay, here's the question. So if you were going to get a tattoo, other than Kevin, where would you get it? On my ass cheek. (laughs) 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 Grandel. I have a – my my best friend, I have a friend. He he came down to New Orleans when we were like 24 or whatever um, during Mardi Gras, and we got really hammered one night, and we went to – the tattoo parlor that used to be across the street from Le Bonton on Magazine That's where street. I got my first one. Really? Yeah. And um, so, I mean, this was late at night, and, and he, we were completely hammered. And he has, like, a, a, a mole, like a brown mole on his, like, in, like on the other side of his elbow, like where his forearm creases. And, uh, like, just above that, it's like a quarter-sized brown mole he's had his whole life. And so he got um, – I don't know how this came up or, or, or how it came about, but he wound up getting the guy to put sunglasses on the mole and then a talk bubble, like a cartoon talk bubble coming out of it that says, I'm a mole. <laughs> and that's on, his forehead? that's on his forearm? Yeah, that's like – yeah, that's like on his no, – That's terrible. He, yeah, he, he, that he, is he, terrible. He, it's really silly. It is really silly. I have you guys ever seen? Have you guys ever seen that tattoo? Um, 
now I've probably seen this every two years. It gets passed around to me. You know, some idiot will email to me and be like, hey, look what I just found. This is hilarious. This, this happened over the last 15 years. This has happened to me at least once every two years. Um, but it's a tattoo of like the Grim Reaper on this dude's back. And on top of it, it says, only God will juge me. <laughs> have you guys seen this no <laughs> yeah i mean it, people find it online or in a google search or something and it's literally been sent to me over the last 15 years like 10 times so i'm I feel gonna like tweet that to you, you every get. week yeah. during the football season Jim. yeah <laughs> uh, i'm sure if you googled it right now only god will judge me like google image it i'm sure it comes up yeah that's that's <laughs> fantastic i'm just, yeah. i'm gonna just tweet that at you every time the saints win this year I'm just going to tweet that picture at you. <laughs> That's a promise. I should get that tattoo. You should. Yeah, if anybody's going to get it, it should be you <laughs> or your son. Uh, oh, I can see the tattoo now. <laughs> Dave, do you, do you have, do you like, have ser- any Seriously, uh, any, uh, any friend will email me that out of the blue and be like, hey, look what I found online. Isn't this funny? Yeah, I've already seen that a dozen times. Thanks. Uh, Dave, <laughs> do you have any more questions? That needs to be um, yeah, the, that I, needs to be the new uh, the new uh, background on the Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree, actually, that would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> Dave, yeah, Dave, make I, that happen. I'm doing it right now as we speak. I was already nice. ahead of you. Nice. <laughs> After I tweeted out, of course. Um, yeah, I have a couple of questions. Um, well, shit. Now I'm not looking at them because I was going to. Add that picture to our profile. Um, that is okay, so, horrible. <laughs> Balky Bartokamis. Uh, that's a wonderful Perfect Strangers reference, by the yeah. way, from the island of Mipos. Uh, at war at Wargoat4, he wants to know, what would Rob, <laughs> what would Rob do if he caught one of... Yeah, war... Well, w, at W-A-R-G-O-T-E-4. Wargot? I don't know. I don't know what that is. That sounds like some Dungeons and Dragons shit. Uh, what would Rob Ryan do if he caught one of his players drinking a Zima or wine cooler? <laughs> he'd probably start. He'd probably since he likes to nickname players animals. He'd probably nickname them some kind of like soft, girly animal like um, panda bear. Yeah, like panda bear or like unicorn or like uh, mermaid oh. or something like that. <laughs> I like that unicorn. Unicorn. Hey, he'd probably make him drink the entire case of it. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Right. I could see. I could. See, I could see Rob Ryan doing that, and then it being on outside the lines that the Saints have a culture of drinking to excess. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why, but I could totally see. And Lance Moore is gone, obviously, but I could totally see Rob Ryan catching Lance Moore drinking a Zima and calling Lance Moore a unicorn. <laughs> That's why the Saints need to be on Hard Knocks. Yes. So we can see all that tomfoolery. Um, I don't have any more questions, so. Oh, I have. I have some. Yeah. Okay, so fire them away. Okay, okay, okay. Just chill out, chill out, Ralph. It's cool. It's cool, man. Um, <laughs> All right, Tarantino. <laughs> um, okay. That's what in you re- were doing, right? From Desperado. Oh, I don't know. No, I was just you. Doing a, you be cool, everybody. Be doing, cool. Doing a silly, silly voice. Um, in retro, I'm not a huge Tarantino fan. I've never even seen Desperado. 
Jesus and... Christ, man. <laughs> Is there, okay. I mean, are there any fucking cool movies you have seen, Dave? Good, good fellas. <laughs> Explorer? Yeah, yeah awesome. anything with Italians in it. You know he's, he's seen that. Bullshit, he ain't of... seen Godfather. Yeah. What? I no, I haven't. Oh, some... Jesus. Italian from New York ain't seen The Godfather. Some kind of wonderful. Dave, you need to lock yourself in a room and change that over the weekend. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, anyway, the next question from Bitter11, at Bitter11, the number one, then one spelled out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In retrospect to Wang's blog, first of all, I I don't think... He knows what retrospect means, but in retrospect to Wayne Wang's blog, if Sean and Drew won another Super Bowl and hung it up, is Rob Ryan the heir apparent, and could he win a Super Bowl himself? Uh, I'll answer this one. Rob Ryan is absolutely not the heir apparent, and uh, if he was, he certainly I don't think he could win a Super Bowl by himself. I don't I don't think Rob Ryan. You know, Rob, think of all the stuff that Sean Payton does. He comes up with these little, you know, the little things, hiring Mike Ornstein and doing all those things the week leading up to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, Sean Payton is creative and clever and he's a good leader of men. And I mean, I, I just don't think Rob Ryan has any of, of, I'm gonna, of those qualities. I'm going to tell you something. My, my retort to that is Uh-oh. Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl. I don't even think Barry Switzer was sober during the year the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Rob Ryan, he he well, could Rob win. Rob Ryan definitely wouldn't be sober. He could win a Super Bowl <laughs> if the if the Saints would go. Let's say the Saints go 15 and one this year, and Sean Payton is like, I'm taking the hey, year Kevin off. Kevin is washing Ryan. the shit out of his hands this week. I know. Oh yeah. Rob Ryan could win a Super Give Bowl with the Saints. He could. But the but the roster would have to be loaded. I mean, yeah, but yeah, right. But but the inherent the inherent uh, thing that puts the kibosh on your Barry Switzer comparison is right there in the question. If Peyton and Drew win the Super Bowl and both hang it up, it's not happening. Yeah. There's no there's no uh, Drew Brees waiting in the wings, or there's no Drew Brees clone waiting in the wings to come in. And lead Rob Ryan's uh, merry band of uh, hairy gentlemen to another Super Bowl. Uh, Dave uh, sees your there's no Drew Brees waiting in the wings and raises your Ryan Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) And then the alarm clock went off. (laughs) All right. We got time for one more question, Dave. Check out the background on our at podcast Saints. Yeah. Oh, God, will change me. So. All right, well, um, I like to end. That's a good question to end on. So we're at an hour, so we can wrap this thing up. But thanks for everybody for the questions and, and keep them coming because it's the off season now and we need them desperately. Anything you can ask Dave about movies he hasn't fucking seen yet. <laughs> you can Have you seen Scarface? No. You haven't seen Scarface? Nope. But Have he's not trying. Have you seen Casino? Yes. Too okay, long, good. Though. Jesus. Oh. Fuck. Casino was just like a wannabe Goodfellas. Fuck. <laughs> oh, we could play the we could have we could play the game. Has Dave seen it all right. summer? And we will. <laughs> so, uh, so for our fearless leader Dave, who apparently doesn't like movies, 
for Andrew Juge, Saints Nation, go there. Kevin Held, follow him on Twitter. Uh, I'm Ralph Marlborough. Until next week, people, be safe. Only God will judge me. <laughs> <laughs>